0: If you want to hold our hair while we bar from the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click
1: the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there.
0: If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or Zepbound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet. PlushCare, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com weightloss weight loss.
2: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods Just fighting down, baby. Per capita export value. Libraries. Minister, mean,
0: are you embarrassed by your behavior
1: today? There's, there's a lot of bleeding hearts around.
0: Do you have the fortitude, or they're going to, ask you to stand up and come across here and say that to me, you son of a bitch? Just watch me.
1: He certainly went too far, Mr. Speaker. When he, st- I saw him stick his tongue out. Contemptuous.
0: Disregard. More than a slab of bacon talking here. The disappointment you also feel is my responsibility. I lost my temper. What is the
2: nature of your thoughts? The word was F A R T.
1: And we're recording. You got to stop talking about audio admin at the beginning of every episode. It's, no, it's of no
0: interest to the listeners. It's just when when your audio sucks, Reese. I mean. It's fine. I hear people shouting in the background. Yeah, there are people having a very loud conversation.
1: <laughs> it's not ideal, so.
0: <laughs> Don't you own a podcasting
1: company? <laughs> I do I do, but like that space is being used for podcasts that actually earn me money, so.
0: Does earn yeah. some money? Like a little. Yeah. More. Yeah,
1: money that you can survive off. Money that allows you to buy a second hat. <laughs>
0: I mean, the dream is real yeah so um, <laughs> welcome so, welcome ladies and gentlemen to another raucous uh episode of canadian politics is boring i am the um the facetious jesse harley and with me as always is the uh the scrubbed down and ready to party uh reese waters reese say hello <laughs> how was your how is your sans scrub my
1: my sans script you're saying, you're saying I don't I yeah. don't communicate in that language, but <laughs> hey Jesse, we had good news. We had a speak pipe. Oh fuck yes! G- good news and bad news. Good news is we had a speak pipe, and it was great. Should we play it? Yeah, we should play it. They didn't say not to, so hang on. Here we go. Okay.
0: There we go. Yeah. <laughs> very, In your very. Fucking face, Reece. It was very, very sensual. Oh, oh, that was great. That was great. <laughs> Finally, a fan yeah, happy with who that. loves who loves my ASMR. I told yeah. you, man. I fucking told you. It's great. Hold on. Let me take a sip of my hot coffee.
1: That's not. That's not how people sip. <laughs>
0: Anyway. I think Um, we got some some, uh, 200, um, happy 200 episode emails as well. We did. We should read them, but I don't know. Do you want to? I
1: mean, I don't know if we we can just kind of gloss over them a little bit. Yeah. They said... Uh, one was, hello, gentlemen, I'm enjoying your podcast approximately 27,000 feet on a private plane on the way to a client site in Newfoundland. Congratulations on 200 episodes and many more, which is nice. And that and who, and who was
0: that from? Um, that was Michael from somebody... Joined. Don't Michael. say his full name. That was from someone called Michael. It's from okay, yeah. Michael and we, michael and, uh, wrote us back while on a private plane, and I'm very jealous. But thank you so much, Michael, yeah. for reaching out and saying hi. Uh, it's that's nice the kind you. of caliber
1: of listeners we have. They have private chats, right? Uh, congratulations from Whitney on 200 episodes. I don't know any congratulations songs, so here's my favorite birthday song. And she sent a, a, a song called A Catholic in Your Birthday Cake, which is great. I, I watched that, it was uh, it was
0: wonderful, made my day. Thank you so much, um, Whitney. And,
1: oh, and then we had two very bad reviews on. No, that's on not read I don't want to read. I, I, no, no. But the one of them like was really them. funny. Basically, okay. the gist of it is, I'm um, to read it because I'm making a t-shirt out of it. So, um, federal government talking points check. Horrible left-wing bias, check. Straw man arguments and gaslighting, check. Circular arguments, check. Receipt of federal funding, probably lives in the GTA and believes believes that is Canada, check. Um, More than likely lives in Ontario and will tell you how to live properly whilst... In, that province pays more in than a billion per month in interest on provincial loans, mainly due to mismanagement. Prices check. Let me guess: the budget will balance itself as long as it identifies as a balanced, right? And that was from um, someone called Bam Bam Bigelow. Um, they give us one star. As you can imagine, I was d- disappointed to hear that we're not getting any
0: federal funding. I know, me too. Yeah, I'd really like some of that federal funding money. Where's the federal? Where's my federal money? I would like some. Right? I want to go, go in the there. federal I'll, I'll be, gravy, chain game, uh, gravy train. I'll be fucking Trudeau's yes man to if he pays me. Like, you know, yeah. whatever. The country's going down a fucking hell in a handbasket anyway. So, you know. Yeah. doesn't does well it matter. get paid. <laughs> now I sound like a conservative. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can just escape to an island somewhere where it
1: all falls apart finally. And you've built right? some kind of apocalypse bunker for you and your family. That's the goal. Yeah. Get as rich as you can now. Doesn't <laughs> matter if doesn't matter if you destroy reality around you and everybody else's lives, just pour the money into an, uh, an apocalypse bunker, and then just continue to extract and destroy, and then when it gets to the point, you just retreat to the bunker, everybody else dies, and then eventually your great-grandkids could leave the bunker, and it'll be a fresh start. This is Reese's uh, retirement fantasy. It's not my retirement fantasy. I think it's the retirement fantasy of um, most of the people running the world.
0: Oh, okay. I suppose that's all right. Uh so th- thank you everyone who, who left us messages and congratulating us. And we also had a, a number of people in our Patreon uh reach out and and congratulate us. Uh thank you guys there. Don't forget we for all the rest of you, we do have a Patreon if you oh I'm getting a phone call. Is it a spammer? Is it a scam artist? Who is it? Have you have you got another scam mm. phone call? No, it was no somebody else. Okay. That was too that was too bad. Oh well. Oh anyway. Oh, well. So
1: um Jesse. Hello. Yes, Reese, you are still there. Yeah, uh, ha, <laughs> have you ever heard of a thing called the Suez Canal? Uh, it actually sounds very familiar. Have you ever heard of the Suez Canal? Canal. Uh, I don't know what that is. Have you ever heard of the Suez Canal Crisis? Mm, nope. So this week's episode is, is remember I teased it the last episode is it's called the Prime Minister Who Stopped World War Three, um, and so the, the
0: Suez Canal. The what? Suez Canal. The, the Prime Minister who stopped World War Three. Yes. All right, I'm in. I'm in. I'm going to sit back in my chair and bring my mic nice and cozy close oh, t- up t- to me. Try and, try and participate as well. Per- oh, all right. I guess. Yeah.
1: I can't just sit back here entirely. So asking a lot of me here, man. <laughs> so the Suez Canal links the Mediterranean Sea to the Red Sea. Um, and it was built by Egyptian workers under uh, the Br- the French and British owned Suez Canal Company, and it opened in 1869. Um, so it's like a really important shipping channel. That means you don't have to sail all the way around Africa. Okay, you know, like the Panama Canal, vividly, St- strategically yes, I I important canal. Trail. Yes, that means you don't have to sail around the oh. whole continent. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Looks okay. good. So it's like a shortcut,
0: right? <laughs> All right. So the it's Suez like, Canal is, is, where is the Suez Canal?
1: Egypt. Oh, neat. Between, between the Mediterranean okay. Sea and the Red Sea. I did say that. You did say that? Yeah, I don't
0: pay attention, man. This is, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so Seriously. it's like
1: even you know, one of those people, those TV shows, British TV shows that go to um, North America and they stand on a street with a map of the world and they mock North Americans by saying,
0: <laughs> can you tell us where France is? And they point at like the ocean. They did. You're like one of those people. <laughs> there was a. I, I saw that once. It was very funny. It was, I think it, it was an American television show making fun of Americans. Uh, and they were asking them where they should, this was years ago, but like, um, where should they bomb next? Where should America bomb next? And everybody said Afghanistan. Um, and then they brought it up a, a map of the world which they had relabeled and they had relabeled Australia as Afghanistan. And they asked people to please point out where Afghanistan was. Now, if you asked me on the map to point out where Afghanistan was, I, I, couldn't I knew I can tell you the general area so I'm not great at that but most people saw Australia labeled as Afghanistan They're like oh right there there it is like so many it was very very, very funny. funny I love it I've seen that as well where
1: people are like we need to invade them and they don't know where there is yeah um, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's amazing but anyway the, the the British and French did know where it was and they invested the money to kind of build the canal and then kind of controlled it so it was owned and operated by the universal Company company of the Suez Maritime Canal um so it was an egyptian registered company but all the okay. shareholders were mainly french and british all right and it is the only land bridge between africa and asia in terms of um uh, but it was in, it was in Egyptian territory. So it could, because it was so strategically important. Um, it was massive for, for Europe and like the colonial powers of the time. Cause this was like the 1950s when like there were still colonial powers. Um, and half of the world, half of the traffic going through the canal was, um, uh, was basically gasoline or petroleum, um, and also two-thirds of Europe's oil passed through the canal. So it was one of the most important strategic points. So the to, to respond to that, Britain had a, uh, a military garrison with 80,000 troops. Um, to respond to what? 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 To make sure that they secured the canal. Um, oh, okay. were, so it was one of the largest military installations in the world at the time. Wow, okay. So 80,000 troops.
0: That's a lot. It's a lot of people. Sounds like a lot.
1: Ever hang out with 80,000 people at the same time?
0: <laughs> um I mean there was a sex party across the street once. 80,000 uh, people. It was a lot. It was a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> <it was> very- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know so what this just- has to do with
1: Canada, man. Well, the, I and get into it. Come on. Jesse, this is episode two hundred and one. You should know by now that it will get there. So, um, the Egyptian president at the time, Gamal Abel Nasser, was his Hold name. Hold on, what? Gamal Abel.
0: Gamal Abdel Nasser. Abel. I just, I just want to hear you say it again. Okay. So, on the twenty-sixth of July, nineteen, it sounded like you were trying to speak with a mouthful of marbles. <laughs>
1: So on July the 26th, 1956, he nationalized the canal, um, which meant that, you know, he seized it for Egypt from the British and the French. Um, and in response to this, Britain, France, and Israel plotted attack to attack the canal and the Egyptians, uh, without informing the U S Canada or any of their NATO allies, um, And Israeli forces advanced within 42 kilometers of the canal in in the October of that year. And Britain and France. uh, Britain and France ordered books. You got all choked
0: up whenever you speak of Britain and France. I know. (laughs) (laughs) You (laughs) missed them.
1: Um, So Britain and France. uh, uh, They asked... um, Britain and France pretended that they were angry at Israel for advancing. And it was a pre-planned move with Israel. And then we're like, no, Israel pull back. But they were actually working together. Um, and uh, the Egyptians, it was just a plot to kind of, um, they, I think they were trying to set up a situation where they could invade to like make peace happen or whatever. So on, on 31st of October, um, Britain... Uh, and france began bombing the canal because nasa had refused to retreat i love the idea that this is the most strategic important point for them in the area and then they decide to bomb it for some reason
0: okay Okay. yeah (laughs) that's it's politics for you yeah
1: Uh, So Britain and France then landed paratroopers um, across the canal, and they defeated the Egyptian forces. But before the Egyptian forces were defeated, they blocked the canal to ship in by sinking 40 ships in it to mess it up. Jesus
0: Christ. This is all
1: to prove what point again? This is all to 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 say that 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 company should be the owner. The British and French owned company should own the canal.
0: How Um, does doing all of this achieve that?
1: I don't know. I don't know, but it became obvious to everyone that Britain and France had kind of like conspired to plan an invasion. Um, and uh, even though they'd completed their military objectives and gained control of the canal, the canal was now useless because it was jammed up with 40 ships. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the US hadn't been informed on NATO. Britain and France had kind of acted on their own with, with Israel. And the Soviet Union responded by threatening to drop atomic bombs on the canal.
0: Jesus Christ. The so Soviet was, Union did?
1: Yeah, they were like, hey, you can't do that, so we're just going to bomb the whole area with atomic bombs. Wow. Okay,
0: so... Um, <laughs> so it was pretty tense. They've always been a little crazy, haven't they? Who? The Soviet Union. Well, I, I
1: guess, but I mean, the Britain and France are also crazy because they were just... <laughs>
0: You know yeah. I, mean? I mean, like, yeah, yes, that was, that was a really weird temper tantrum to throw. But then for someone else to be like, <laughs> we're gonna throw atomic fucking like nuclear weapons at this mess for yeah, no, did, for no reason. Like, like
1: 80,000 troops there. So
0: Oh, to kill the troops. Okay, that's yeah, yeah. All
1: right. that's, I guess was, that is you know one of the largest military installations that in is the a world. Reason, I so. suppose, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's why <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> so <laughs> the. Canada was trying to be like nice about it and be friends with everyone, like 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 kind of a typical like, hey, you know, no 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 we can work this out. But secretly they were really pissed off about the military action that had taken place. Um, and also how it damaged relations with like the US and like the risk of nuclear war.
0: Well, um, hang on, what was Canada's role in
1: all this though? Well, Canada was like friends with, you know, they were part of NATO and they were friends with America, and this was just after World War II when everyone was like super tight. <laughs>
0: what? Say that Sup- super tight. They were, okay.
1: they were bros. <laughs> tight, tight bros.
0: <laughs> How tight were these bros?
1: Oh, they were, you couldn't slide a piece of paper between them. They were watertight, watertight bros. <laughs> Put okay. a rock in there you get a diamond two weeks later that's how tight they were any <laughs> more jokes <laughs> fine
0: continue with the history lesson I
1: guess enter <sighs> enter Canadian Lester Pearson
0: oh we haven't talked much about him at all I don't think we've talked about him at all actually no Prime Minister
1: of Canada former prime Minister of Canada at the
0: time he's on one of our dollar bills is he not
1: yes he's also the airport is named after him there you go yeah right um and yeah, a lot of people don't know. That's they, a lot they, of people.
0: That's like, yeah, if you become prime minister. a lot of people
1: master. don't know is they, they stretched his corpse out to make the runway.
0: That's fucking horrifying. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, <he laughs> didn't. What is wrong with you? It's not like, true. It's, it's
1: really gross, <laughs> man. I always wondered that. Like, why is that airport named after a person? Like, what? Are they, like is there like a like a statue or like an interpretation center or a mini museum of them i always thought it was quite but funny there's
0: like just a, a list of things that you could be named after if you're important enough and it starts what do you want to be in, i want to be named after public toilets there you go right yes no, so i thought it started at a at a park bench but i was wrong now it starts at a public toilet yeah, yeah this this toilet is public toilets <laughs> the reese the reese waters uh
1: and in the uh, plaque i wanted to say this one's on me <laughs>
0: It's not your literally cor- your Metaphoric- corpse underneath this like, one's on me in brackets there's just a hole underneath the toilet with your corpse <laughs> and that's literally <laughs> on you oh, God.
1: desecrate my remains
0: this is what happens <laughs> when i get bored with whatever story you're telling is we automatically turn to toilet humor <laughs> pee yep. pee and poo poo jokes that was me that's everybody
1: yeah. no one can beat a good old Fart. Anyway, uh, let back to the back to the history. Back to um, the history.
0: Lester Pearson was Don't worry, I'll uh, bring up more dick jokes and fart jokes later. It's perfect, okay. People perfect. If you're f- as bored as me.
1: Lester Pearson uh, was not. He obviously wasn't prime minister at this time. He was younger. Obviously, <laughs> in between World War One and World War II, he um, he was employed by the Department of External Affairs, and he had a background as, his, as a historian. Um, he was sent. He was Ooh, sent. Wait, to U- wait. Does
0: this does this story help lead to him becoming prime minister? Because if yeah, so, I don't of. care. Okay, please keep going.
1: Or something. It's I don't fine. know. So, so he'd, he between World War One, World War II, he he'd witnessed the breakdown of like um, the League of Nations and like the outbreak of world war ii so he'd what's like the
0: what's the league of nations
1: it was like the um they're like superheroes and they team up
0: <laughs> um that's what i was kind of victory <laughs> yeah now the league
1: of nations was like before well, the un they were like after world war one they came up with the league of nations and then it all fell apart because of world war ii so he I was a very short-lived superhero team it okay. was yeah yeah one of them turned into a nazi so um <laughs> So, so Lester Pearson became Canada's Secretary of State for Eternal, Internal Affairs in the
0: late 40s. So
1: he Fraternal a,
0: Affairs? Oh my God. External so, Affairs. I thought you said Fraternal Affairs which would fraternal. be like an awesome name for someone who helps run a fraternity. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, as a government minister to make sure everyone's got enough um, beer pong. Whatever. I don't understand fraternities. They don't have those in the UK. They have all the cultural things that I've seen in film movies that I've gone oh I miss out. i missed out on that i wish they'd had those in the uk growing up fraternities look like the shittest thing ever
0: they do don't they but like it's, it's supposed to be just like where you party and, and meet i know lots it of women just, and, it, and it just drink like, a lot of booze and it, it just looks like
1: a structure that is designed for
0: bullying and abuse right but i mean that's the hazing to, in order to get into the fraternity okay i actually was talking about this recently about what, what COVID has recently turned into because like everyone I know has caught it. And like, just, they just keep catching it. Like people are now catching it two or three times. And I was speaking with some people who had caught it recently. And I'm like, Oh my God, they all of them. They all talk about how like it's, so incredibly painful and they get really 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 sick and oh my god I wouldn't wish this on anybody they all say this and I'm, but like everyone's just like whatever that's life now woo cruise ships yay I'm going to, to see this concert whatever I'm just okay so it feels like, like COVID is now hazing to get into a fraternity okay but the don't, hazing I don't,
1: I don't think it is no one's getting spanked or well no like but it's like getting the shit. Fruit.
0: no but it's like getting the shit beat out of you to get into this fraternity but the fraternity is normal life, life. just yeah. normal life like i would like to go to that taco stand and get some tacos great you gotta yeah. have your beatings like it's just <laughs> like i
1: maybe i gotta run. maybe maybe fraternities maybe the this is amazing sense of of like friendliness or brotherhood or sisterhood or whatever, that, like you big friends for life. But Not every- according to,
0: I've never been in one, but according to every single nineties movie that's ever been made, it seems like hell on earth to get in <laughs> Some, and yeah. hell on earth to be in. Like Exactly. <laughs> it's just a, like I said, a, a, a
1: systematic method of abuse and, uh, bullying anyway back to the Get you series. Ready for real life yeah. cr- exactly exactly um so uh, lester pearson basically w- spent the whole summer working behind the scenes he, so he basically the world was on the brink of world war three and he talked everybody down
0: okay so how did he do this how
1: did he do it with his mouth
0: <laughs> thank you Okay, nice. uh, and his
1: brain which is attached to his mouth using a cord um <laughs> also known as uh i don't know i don't know what, what is that i don't know what's the biological term for the cord that attaches your mouth to your brain um Nobody knows. It's a mystery <laughs> of science. Um, so, working with colleagues at the UN, he developed an idea for the UN's first large-scale peacekeeping force. Um, so, the UN had like military advisors that would go to like make sure everyone was following like a ceasefire agreement while they were doing it in like Kashmir and Palestine. Um, but he basically it was a kind of almost like a military force that was there to keep the peace um, and there was a big vote and he won and he, uh, he gave a big speech in the UN in New York uh, that was uh, peace. And his case was for a peace and police force saying peace is far more than ceasing to fire, whatever that means. Um,
0: oh, that's um, clever.
1: Yeah, that's but nice. what it meant was they were like, they went to the British and the French then they were like, Hey, how, how would you like to, to like just chill out and not worry about this anymore? Without, <laughs> and, uh, and we can make it look, and we can make it look like you didn't lose, and that that you you get to look like you, you it was a a good idea, and everyone was happy. So what they said was, hey, you don't need to keep the peace around the canal. This UN peacekeeping force will replace you. So it meant that everyone could pull their forces out and go. Well, we didn't lose technically, um, and then this Canadian-led peace force uh, was then uh, replaced. It.
0: Okay, that's kind of neat, actually.
1: Um, and he won the, the Nobel Peace Prize in 1957. Wow! And the crisis sign- is historians say that it signified the end of Britain's role as a, a major world power. It was kind of like a big old kind of like, oh, I went a bit too far this time, and now everyone, <laughs> now everyone sees that I'm just a small wet island. <laughs>
0: Is, is that what Britain is known for has now? <laughs> a small Just wet island? A
1: small wet island. <laughs>
0: Please tell me that's their slogan on their travel brochures. Yeah. More
1: than a small wet island.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: uh, and then, but then back in Canada, he obviously became, um, became prime minister and people attacked him for, because um, they considered britain the mother country um and they said that he'd like abandoned them and like you know all all this kind of thing but he was still really popular because he was obviously everyone could see he was responsible for um uh kind of you know not a lot not seeing things escalate to the point of nuclear war uh and he became prime minister in 1963 okay Um, and the, the Canadian military being part of peacekeeping missions and diplomatic activities (laughs) lasted for decades and was like a real proud centerpiece of, for the military for, for decades after. Is it, aren't we still
0: peacekeepers? I thought we were.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They still are. But it kind of like Canada was always known as the world's kind of leading peacekeeping country, which is cool. Um, when he when he was when he gave his Nobel Prize lecture, he said, how can there be peace without people understanding each other? And how can this be if they don't know each other?
0: I mean it sounds very hippy dippy. It does. let's sit around a campfire and uh smoke yeah, something. Let's just sit around hands. a campfire and kiss each other. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why people get into politics okay <laughs> like it's for all the kissing and the campfires they do all the
1: additional kissing yeah yeah before I got elected <laughs> I'd done very little kissing but since being elected as the MP for Burlington I now I kiss at least five strangers a day and that doesn't include the people I know run for office and get
0: What's the does, cooties? Is it cooties? 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 We get, well, for kissing. To, that's, yeah, I mean, that's when you're five. Yeah. You know, get it you out. Know. We didn't do the STD today. I mean, we kind of did. We just didn't call it the STD zone. Talking about kissing
1: strangers. <laughs> 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 anyway, so, so that's the story of the Prime Minister who stopped World War III.
0: That it was, it was interesting. It was, it was a little more political than it was uh, wild and crazy. I'm going to keep tabs on you, Reese. Okay. Um, I understand. Been... <laughs> yeah. I mean, what yeah, is, yeah. Is, I'm just going to fucking rage quit this podcast. Really? Yeah. yeah. And it's just going to be... Well, because it wasn't crazy enough for you. Because it wasn't crazy enough for me. Yeah. I'm exactly. sorry. I'm going to I'm just sorry. flip a table and set something on fire and then run away into the night, screaming into the woods. With uh, I'm, no I'm very sorry. <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. I liked it. But... <laughs> Yeah.
1: Just anyway, yeah, well I'm I'm really hot. Are you hot?
0: I mean I was waiting for you to kinda of notice. But um uh yeah, I mean we can have this conversation. I just didn't think we'd be doing this uh on a public podcast, but um I've I've seen the way you look at me, Reese. And um
1: Don't don't you mistake know. a look of sheer derision <laughs> with a look of lust. <laughs>
0: Oh, was that was that what that was? Okay, sorry. Yeah. I'm totally. Yeah. I was uh, I was joking. That was a joke. I was just kidding. Yeah, so, me too. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty physically hot because of the the sun. This is the, just oh. weird, I don't know. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's the call to action, Jesse? <laughs> uh call to action for all your dear listeners is uh send us a SpeakPipe message um well wait hold on just i want to get SpeakPipe up and running uh kind of like our dear asmr listener who 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 remained anonymous um you don't even have to give your email it's just in just a little you click the little link in the show notes of the whatever podcast you're uh Provider you're listening to, and, and within seconds you can be leaving us a voice message anonymously if you so choose. Um, there's no sign up, there's no credit card, there's no email. It's very simple. Very
1: you're, cool. you're, you're over explaining it. Rather than say all the things that isn't. No, they, I just know
0: people just don't be, want to sign up for something. Just, just say, just say that you can just a a press message. a
1: button to record your voice, and that's it. <laughs> you could do.
0: Yeah, you could also. You can be to anonymous.
1: To... You can anonymously. <laughs> that's that word made up for those three sentences. The word anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> But what should I, they send so
0: I'm, I'm telling them to send us a speak pipe Reese, you have to I tell know. us wh- just tell them just, what on the speak pipe they have to send us we've done, uh, done high clues before we've done how would you of- have
1: resolved the Suez crisis
0: <laughs> Jesus I shouldn't have
1: let us know now
0: <laughs> immediately stop whatever you're yeah, exactly, doing exactly. pause this podcast and send it to us right
1: now For so a time machine we go back in time and we can tell um Lester Pearson to have another go <laughs>
0: Well, dear listener, thank you so much for taking time out of your very precious day to listen to us, to stick us in your earholes. This has been Jesse Harley, ASMR (sighs) extraordinaire master, coming to you live. And the Canadian politics is on the (laughs) airwaves. (laughs) Embrace. Bye. That's, yeah. All right. I guess we're done here.